Malam minggu nggak sepi lagi, ada Saturday Trip bareng kami. Halo teman-teman yang sedang malam mingguan. Halo Bu Yusefa. Halo Sobat Malming. Hai Bu Uke, masih betah di rumah aja nih Bu. Halo Bu, iya ini Bu, karena belum bisa main ke mall. Lah, kalau ke mall sendirian apa ya asik Bu? <laughs> ya kan ke mallnya sendiri tapi pulangnya nggak sendiri lah Bu. Oh, sama kresek. <laughs> sama plastik kresek ya Bu ya? Oh, iya, maksudnya sih itu. <laughs> Episode kali ini spesial lho Bu, karena ada tamu dari negeri seberang Wah, betul sekali Bu Uke Teman-teman pasti tahu dengan beliau Karena baru saja beliau ini merilis website resources tentang ELP Dan banyak sekali materi tentang extensive reading hmm, Nama websitenya adalah www.willyrenandia.com Nah, langsung ketahuan ini siapa tamu spesialnya. Ngobrolin tentang prinsip-prinsip extensive reading, ada pesan penting dari Pak Willy di akhir obrolan kami. Oke, mari kita simak obrolan Saturday with Pak Willy Renandia. Hi everyone, it's Yusefa and Lanoka again today. Hello everyone. Hello. Hi everyone. And it's an honor for us today to have a very special guest. Probably you have heard his voice a little bit just now. Can you guess who that special uh, person is? Okay, so today we have Dr. Willy Renandia with us. And Dr. Willy Renandia is from National Institute of Education, Nanyang Technological University, Singapore. And today we are going to talk a little bit about apa Bu Uke kira-kira topiknya hari ini? Kalau sama Pak Willy pasti akan sangat berkaitan dengan extensive reading and extensive listening. Tapi kita mau membahas sedikit tentang extensive reading. Oke. Halo Pak. Oke, kita kita sama Pak Willy dulu. Oke. Okay. Halo Pak Willy. Halo. How are you today? Very good. It's great. nice and sunny out there in Singapore. Uh, great, great. Okay, so um, today we are going to talk a little bit about uh, the 10 principles of extensive reading. Um, 10 principles itu siapa Bu yang mengenalkan ya Bu Uke ya? Ada Richard Day and Bamford tahun 2002. Um, they introduced the 10 principles of extensive reading. But what we are going to um, ask Pak Willy a lot of today is um, which of the principles that will be applicable in our EFL setting. What do you think, Pak Willy? Ah, yes. Uh, yes, principles of extensive reading. Uh, I think people have heard about extensive reading and people have also seen uh, quite a number of principles. Uh, in particular from Wizard Day and, uh, and his colleague, mm -hmm. the 10 principles. Uh, but actually, some other people have tried to reduce the number of principles because 10 is a bit difficult to remember. Uh, so some people have tried to reduce the number to five. What mm -hmm. I'm going to do now is to share with you uh, even a smaller number of principles. Mm -hmm. Three mm -hmm. major uh, principles of extensive reading. Okay. 
uh, yang uh, pertama itu the first one uh, has to do with the language with the books with the stories uh, the uh, level of difficulty of the language that students may find in their reading the language will have to be accessible the language will have to be easy now some people have complained to me that the word easy you know they feel a bit nervous with the word easy you know right. if if students read easy books what you know do they learn from reading easy uh, reading materials uh, so instead of using the word easy i would probably like to use the word accessible because um. the word accessible can mean different things to different students uh, but really it means the same thing easy and accessible for somebody who is already advanced they have to be able to read at their level which should be accessible to them uh, for somebody at the lower end of the proficiency they should also be finding something that is relevant that is appropriate uh, for their level so the word accessible or easy can be used to describe the uh, the uh, difficulty level of the uh, reading materials mm. so that's the first one so the language will have to be easy the language will have to be rich if you like rich in the sense that it has to show students uh, how language is actually used for communication how language is used for different purposes to express different ideas to express different thoughts tell jokes and things like that so students will need to see a variety of uh, language structures mm. that are easy and uh, also comprehensible which is another important point to remember easy accessible and comprehensible without this uh, they won't learn very much from their reading so that's point number one point number two or principle number two has to do with the content I think the content is probably uh, one of the most important principles in extensive reading. If the content is so good and interesting, in fact, somebody has used the word compelling. Compelling means it's so interesting that you simply have to read the book from page one to the last page of the book. You know, in other words, from cover to cover. So if we are able to find reading materials that are so interesting in terms of content, then we are happy because students will want to spend time reading the book. Even without us telling them to do it, they will do it. Yang pertama adalah bahasanya harus sederhana. The language will have to be accessible, easy. And number two, the, the content will have to be interesting. So interesting that they can't put the book down the moment they start reading. Yang ketiga, uh, the third principle, which makes extensive reading different from other kinds of reading, is that quantity is very important. Students need to read many, many, many books, many, many stories, in order for them to uh, benefit from extensive reading. If they read just one book, a month, for example, it's not too bad, but I don't think they'll be able to get a lot of benefit from just reading one book a month. So some people have suggested 
uh, one book a week. So if you read one book a week, uh, in a year, you will be able to read about 50 books. Now, of course, people get a little bit, you know, frightened when they hear the word 50 books. Yeah. But we are talking about small books for students who are still learning the language. Uh, small books mean really small books, a few pages long, uh, maybe 20 pages long. Maybe uh, the pages do not contain a lot of words for the younger you know, group of students who are still struggling with the language. Uh, a small number of words on a page, uh, plus a lot of pictures, and that will make the uh, stories of the reading really easy and comprehensible for the students. The language will have to be easy and accessible. Number two, the content will have to be interesting, compelling, uh, appealing, exciting. Yang ketiga adalah students need to read in quantity. Amount is so important. Tiga dulu. What about okay. the learner's choice, Pak? Can you say that again? Uh, what about the learner's choice? Learner's choice? Hmm. Did you say choice? Yes. yes, choice is important. Now, the word choice becomes important when we try to implement extensive reading uh, in the classroom. Teachers being teachers, they prefer to just tell students what to do in the classroom, what to read. Here are five books, read them all. Mm. I think choice becomes important because it relates to motivation. Mm. And motivation uh, you know, happens when students are given choices, when they can choose what books they want to read and when they are able to say, okay, uh, I don't want to read this book, I want to read the other book. They should also be able to say, teachers, please provide books that I want to read. Mm. Not books that you, the you. teachers, want to read. Right. Not books that the teachers want us to read, but the kind of books that I want to read, the students want to read. I think choice becomes uh, important in that way. Mm. Because it has close connection with motivation, right? Exactly. Motivation is about having choices. The choice to read and the choice when to read, the choice what books to read, and the choice where to read as well. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, what to do with what you have just read. So mm -hmm. this is all about choices. And choices are so important. Unfortunately, choices are not always available uh, in the classroom. Now, I've heard some teachers saying, do you mean students can read anything that they want to read? Mm -hmm. Now, that's a bit tricky. That's a tricky mm -hmm. question. In some places, uh, schools have certain values that they want to instill to their students. So they are a little bit careful with the uh, selection of books that they want to make available, mm -hmm. which is fine. As long as there are choices, not just one kind of book, but different types of books, different types of stories that will have to be made available to the students. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's very interesting and very informative, right, Bu Uke? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, I still have uh, one more question, Pak Willy, because you mentioned about the quantity. Um, how enough is enough? 
for the students to read? Okay, ideally, ideally, we want the students to read when they are with us, studying with us, and we will also want them to read after they finish their schooling. So reading should be a lifelong thing for most people. So, so it's, it's not just something that they should stop after they finish schooling, but they should continue. Uh, mm. I think this is something that a lot of people, a lot of uh, cultures, a lot of countries are interested in. Uh, in fact, recently there's a big study that came out from the UK. And the study asked you know, a large group of people about their reading habits. Uh, the researchers want to find out the relationship between pleasure reading. Mm. Pleasure reading means, you know, reading because you like it. Mm. Uh, so it's a bit like extensive reading, isn't it? So, right. so they asked a group of, a lot of adults actually. And the findings are very interesting. The number one finding is that uh, people who spend time reading like 30 minutes a week doing mm. pleasure reading. Now, these people are happier. They are more satisfied with their lives. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's very interesting. So, you feel happier? 30 minutes a yes. week or a day, but 30 minutes a, a day. week. Yes, a, a day week. is even better. If you can spend 30 minutes a day, that's even better. <laughs> now, these are people, these are adults. Uh, they're not students. They are adults, they are married, they have families, mm. they have jobs, you know, some are 40 years old, some are 60 years old, but regardless of how old they are, you know, people who read for pleasure regularly, once a day or once a week or one, at least once a week, mm. they tend to be happier, mm. more satisfied with their own lives. Mm -hmm. And what is more important is this, they are more interested and feel more committed about helping people around them. Uh, so they have this feeling of uh, community uh, spirit. Jadi lebih memperhatikan lingkungan, lebih siap untuk membantu orang lain membutuhkan begitu. Empatinya lebih tinggi, gitu, Pak. Say again. Empatinya lebih tinggi, gitu, Pak. Betul. Yes, they are more empathetic. I think that makes sense because yeah. when you read, you get to hear, you get to see uh, experiences from a lot of other people in the world. Mm. And you are very likely to at least learn one or two things from uh, what other people are saying in their books. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I really feel that I've learned a lot from reading books, from reading a lot of other people's experiences about, mm -hmm. about teaching, about life, mm -hmm. about social responsibility, and about many other things. Hmm. So reading is good, basically. So reading for life. Right. And, and no, it's let me just, I mean, let, just add to that. Sure. Uh, a lot of teachers are trying very hard. I know they are very uh, concerned and they try very hard to, to, to motivate their students and to help the students to develop this habit of reading. Yes. Uh, some are successful and many but many others are not so successful now one thing that they need to keep in mind is this a very simple principle that we need to remember if we want other people to do something mm. like picking up a reading habit 
then the starting point will have to be you, the teacher. Okay. I think you need to become a good model. Right. You need to become a reader yourself. You need to not just become you know, a reader, but you should also share your excitement, your enjoyment uh, about reading with other people, with your students. Mm -hmm. It's a very simple idea. What you can do is to, whenever you come to class, bring a book that you are reading. Bring a book that you are reading, not bring a book that you pretend that you are reading, but bring a real book that you are reading, that you really find enjoyment in your reading. And uh, I can guarantee you that after you share one or two things about the book that you're reading with your students, they will ask you questions like, can I borrow your book? I want to buy that book. Mm-hmm. for myself. I've seen this happening again and again. Right. I've seen this happening even with my graduate students. I would tell them a book that I've been reading mm-hmm. and uh, the next day, some of them will tell me, Dr. Willy, I bought that book yesterday and then I started mm-hmm. reading the book. Oh, wow. So it's, 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 it's very, uh, it's very uh, uh, infectious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So showing rather than telling, telling is okay. But if you tell the students, they won't listen to you. But if you show them, if you demonstrate to them, I think chances are higher that they will also do the same. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's very powerful. <laughs> um, it's really motivating, really. I mean, even me, myself, listening to your explanation now, like I get, motivation again to start reading especially because like uh this is my the end of my semester dan rasa kangen sekali baca buku kemarin saya mengirim satu buku ke bu ke buku yang sudah saya baca sebenarnya judulnya Esperanza Rising itu cerita tentang seorang gadis Meksiko yang mencoba untuk bangkit dan uh, apa mengejar mimpi dan itu juga tentang prejudis sebenarnya jadi ya. saya ingin baca lagi selesai kuliah nanti selesai semester ini dan saya kirim juga ke bu ke kemarin Baik, saya baru baca dua halaman <laughs> dua halaman pertama dua halaman pertama bagus sekali loh bu itu ya betul betul yeah. her and her dad ya yeah. oke yeah. <laughs> Untuk topik kali ini, uh, apakah masih ada yang mau ditanyakan, Bu Uke? Um, saya udah sih di catatannya. Sudah mm-hmm. okay. semua. Karena um, kalau ini diteruskan sampai besok ya. Kalau ngobrol sama Pak Willy seru soalnya. Saya sudah seperti terhipnotis. I feel like I want to stop the time. Oke, so I think for this topic... Yeah, we need to stop right now. Yeah. Can I just add? Can I just add one point? Sure, yes. Pak Willy. Yeah, one point. This is a quote from a book uh, about reading, published in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, or 2009. Okay. Uh, I will I will give you the reference later. Okay. Sure. Now, what is interesting is this: the authors say or make 
a reference to a teaching or language teaching approach. And they say that this approach is so powerful, this approach to teaching is so good that nobody disagrees. It's so beneficial. It's universally, universal, universally acknowledged as beneficial for improving, for increasing uh, students' literacy. But that approach is number one, underutilized, number two, even ignored. By who? By people like us, by teachers, by professors, and by researchers. Question to you is, what is the name of that teaching approach? Reading. Extensive reading. <laughs> yes, it's interesting. It's universally, tanya siapa saja. Baik itu orang tua, baik itu pendidik, siapa saja, mereka mengatakan reading is good. Extensive reading is very good. And yet, people are not doing it. And yet, people prefer to do many other things not related to extensive reading. So that would be my uh, message for today. If you haven't done it, then you should start doing it. Yes, okay. Nah, jadi uh, pesan Pak Willy sangat penting ya, sangat very powerful. Jadi kalau belum memulai sekarang, berarti sebaiknya dimulai dari sekarang. Tidak apa-apa terlambat, tetapi sebaiknya memang dimulai dari sekarang. Begitu ya Pak Willy ya? Betul sekali. <laughs> Oke, okay. dan uh, saya rasa uh, tidak hanya di sekolah saja, meskipun... Uh, yang dinamakan reading itu biasanya uh, is associated with schools or classroom. Tetapi baik hmm. juga jika bisa dimulai dari lingkungan terkecil, yaitu keluarga. Oke, okay. uh, untuk sesi ini mungkin cukup sekian ya, Bu Uke. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Bu. thank you so much, Pak Willy, for being with us today and talk a lot about the principles of extensive reading. And I hope, I believe too, I believe too that it's going to be very useful for teachers who are listening to us right now. Okay, so uh, for the next session, what is going to be the topic, Bu Uke, untuk sesi minggu depan? Menemani uh. malam minggunya, Bu Uke. <laughs> <laughs> um, akan masih tentang extensive reading tapi um, lebih detail lagi ya lebih dalam lagi. Oke okay. oke okay. dan kita akan ada tamu spesial juga ya tentunya minggu depan. Yes. Tetapi kita tidak boleh bocorkan sekarang. Tapi kata kuncinya adalah tamu spesial kita minggu depan itu beliau sangat suka dengan Mbak Mi Godok Yogyakarta. Right. Siapakah beliau? Rahasia dulu. Rahasia. Jadi silahkan ditunggu minggu depan dan saksikan episode minggu depan. Terima kasih. Saya Yusefa, Hanuka, dan Pak Willy. Oke. Sampai ketemu minggu depan. Thank you, Pak Willy. See you again. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.